Let's put it this way. Nine Eastern, six Pacific. The Islanders are at Colorado. The Islanders are slip sliding away, as Paul Simon's saying. I'm not sure he's an Islander fan. He's from the area. But that's one of the teams in action. We're going to talk some Islanders in a second. Peter, are we talking Islanders now? What are we doing? Let's do it. Our guest is ready to go. Our guest. Another hockey book, and I love it because it's not in season in the sense of getting ready for Christmas or Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. It's, uh, I still want a hockey book. I'm still looking, and I still love going to bookstores. And I'll look online, too, but I actually love going to bookstores because then you see stuff. This is one you might see. It's a companion to the Rangers first. I'm not sure these two books can hang out together. It's called You Never Forget Your First, a collection of New York Islanders firsts. Currently the number one new release on hockey in hockey on Amazon. I'm not surprised. Mark Roseman is with us again. We've had him on before. First of all, I didn't get my bookmark. I'm a little upset. It, it, it's on the way. And, and listen, guys, I, I now know what it feels like to be a sixth defenseman that has to go out and shoot at night. Having me follow Russ Cohn? Wow. Oh, no, don't pump his head up. Don't do that. Uh, Peter, take that out of the program. I don't want Russ to hear that. <laughs> yeah, you know who you are? You're Merrick Malik going for the shootout goal. Don't worry about it. You'll look good. There you go. How's okay, you so... Let me, let me ask this. Uh, you and Howie Carpenter worked. We've had Howie on before. I've always wanted to write a hockey book, but it just one. I want to be able to because I've got I'm just looking behind me now. I just bought a shelf the other day. I had it delivered. The books look great on the shelf. I, I'm a book freak, an album freak. I got all my vinyl. I've still got my CDs. I know downloading's great and Kindle. No, I like to have it in my hand. I, it's just something I love. But I always ask you this, and I'll ask you this, Mark. Hasn't every topic been written? Is there anything left to write? And somehow you found something. Well, that's just it. The, the series of books we've done now about the first, because, you know, doing a radio show, and, and no matter what athlete we interview, when you go back and ask them about their first game or, or draft day, their recollections are, are so vivid, and there's so many great stories that aren't told in just a, a book about specific team history. So we have a collection of this in the Islander book, 30 different guys, from different generations of Islanders talking about various firsts. And you get some great stories. Like one of my favorites is Billy Harris talking about his first training camp. And, you know, he was befriended by Eddie Westfall. And after training camp out here, at that point they were uh, training in, I believe it, Racket and Rink in Farmingdale, Republic Airport's like five minutes down the road. Eddie Westfall's a pilot. He had a plane. He goes, come on, Billy, I'm going to take you out for dinner. Harris didn't know he was going to an airport. They fly to Toronto, have dinner, all right, fly back, but Republic Airport's one of those small little, you know, airports. They shut all the lights at 12. The airport closes at 12. So Westfall had to do a blind landing, no lights. Whoa. Harris kept on Whoa. To me. He goes, he goes, I haven't even played my first NHL game, and I'm going to die. But <laughs> those are some of the things that you, you just never hear unless you That's fantastic. Training camps. Yeah, it was just a great story. Yeah, and you know, and I'm from that generation, so are you, where Thurman Munson died flying his own plane. So it's not something to take right. lightly. Yeah, absolutely. I still remember that day. Um, Billy Harris is an interesting case. He was an outstanding junior in Canada. I even think he went to the Team Canada 72 camp as one of the guys who was, who was invited, like John Van Boxmeer. They had, they even had pictures of them. They, they hung out with the pros there. They weren't going to play. They weren't even on the team, but they just, the team was being progressive, having exposure. Uh, he's a, such an important Islander. He was their first star. And then he's like Moses. He doesn't get into the promised land. He's part of that big trade. But if you're an Islander fan, he's got to be in that history, doesn't he? 
Absolutely. And he talks about how devastating that trade was. Yeah. He also talks about, you know, the big press conference when, when they introduced him as the first draft pick. He talked about his hideous plaid coat. Um, but there's just so many different, you know, great little stories. Like Adrian O'Coin talks about the 94 Olympics and because that was his first Olympic experience. Right. He said he was a seventh or eighth defenseman. He said very rarely played, but it was a great experience, got the experience with Lily Hammer. He said in going into the finals, he, they kind of had this inkling that it was going to go to a shootout. So they practiced the shootout, and the day they practiced the shootout, he was the best player. And he thought back and he said, you know, looking back at it, he always wondered if he got the opportunity to be in that shootout, what it would be like. Because he said later on in his career, you know, with Phoenix, he had five shootout winners in a row, which was a record at that time. So you get stories like that. You, you get stories... Um, one of my other favorites is Mark Parrish talking about his first All-Star game. He's in there and he's just taking in the room and looking at all these stars. And one of the things the players do is they kind of collect other players' hockey sticks, whether they, they give them out right. at their golf tournaments or things. They do that. And he's sitting there and Patrick Wall walks up to him. And he, he goes, Mark, can I have one of your sticks? And, like, Parrish was in shock at first. <laughs> my yeah, stick, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was so happy. Yeah. Patrick Wall goes over and then takes one of Parrish's sticks Cuts in half and gives it to his son to go play with it in the hall. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, reality check right there. So that's the story you would That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Still, Patrick Watts, yeah, it's still nice. He's a nice. That's hilarious. Good for them. Do you find... Mark Rosenman's along with us, um, comes on with us every so often. Every time he writes a hockey book, he's got one now. You never forget forget your first, a collection of New York Islanders first. We'll tell you where you can find it, obviously, on Amazon. You know that's number one right now. Uh, Do you find, because Peter and I don't write books, but we do a lot of um, little documentaries, radio plays. And we've talked to some people. I'll tell you, we talked to Joe Watson recently, who's fantastic to talk to. And uh, we're trying to set up some interviews with some other guys. Do you find most guys want to talk? Because when they're in the middle of it, sometimes, like, I can't do it. I've done enough interviews, especially if you're a star. Do you find that guys are like, yeah, I want to talk about my careers, not just about me, but the memories and all that? Are they forthcoming with stories? Do you have to pull teeth to get these guys to talk? No, absolutely. They they love talking. And that's one of the things, and you guys do it so well. Uh, the Major League Baseball Network does it so well on XM also, where you have long-form interviews, which don't exist anymore, because unfortunately, you know, everything is, is you know, five-second yeah. sound bites. Yeah. Um, the long-form interview is a lost art, and when you get these guys, you know, I, I spoke to Eddie Westwell for an hour and a half. Um, wow. And, and one of the, the, the sad parts of these last two books is, uh, unfortunately, you know, I did the last two interviews with Mark Pavlich for the Ranger book and then Clark Gillies for this Islander book. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you realize that, that you finally got a lot of these stories, you know, on tape and you're able to put them in a book, that's kind of important because it, it's the oral history from the player's standpoint, not just me reflecting on what happened in the game. And, and I think it's just, just Clark Gillies talking about how he found out he made the Hall of Fame in an airport and was crying and his wife had gone to the bathroom and she came back and she thought something horrible had happened. Right. And then he told her and she started crying. The whole right. time he was sitting there in the airport crying and people were looking at him like, oh, something awful happened. That's great. But uh, it's the way he found Good out he you. made the whole thing. Good for you. Good for you. That's fantastic. I, yeah, I was just saying to Peter the other day, we're going through names. And I said, you know, guy, we haven't had in a while. I've got his phone number. I've talked to him before. I know he'll come on with us. we got to get Emil Francis on. And uh, the cat passed away. 
I've, you know, we've uh, probably all dealt with him. He was, he was a gentleman. He was fantastic. He used to say, anytime, Mick, anytime you want to call, I'll talk hockey. Just love to talk hockey. And, um, and, and I think it's important. Oral tradition, that's very human. We can record it, whether in books or, or on audio now, uh, digitally, whatever. I think it's important. Clark Gillies, where do you put him on Great Islanders? Because I had a, I'm really tough on who gets in the Hall of Fame. But I live, I mean, I'm, I'm 58. I lived through the Islanders dynasty. Uh, Jethro was a huge part of that team. He was an all-star. He wasn't, this wasn't just putting in, an, uh, you know, the old boys club. Let's put in Clark, too. Now, there's comparables. Some people, why well, wasn't this guy in? Why isn't that guy in? I get that. That's part of being a sports fan, um, Mark. But he was that impact player on a championship team. I had no problem with him being in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely, no problem whatsoever. A uh, tremendous athlete. Um, actually, played baseball, minor league baseball, in the Astros. Astros. Yeah. System. Uh, and, and ironically, his manager on that team's name was Billy Smith. Uh, nice. Kind of nice. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Clark also, you know, it, he was a power forward before there was a power forward, and he uh, really defined that team's work ethic. Uh, well loved in that locker room. Um, when he spoke, they listened. So, yeah, there's no doubt he's a Hall of Famer. He was such a great guy and, and put his roots down here on Long Island as well. Um, and and it's, it's funny because the, the two guys that really, from the dynasty years, when you speak to the players, the, the guys they keep on going back to with such reverence are, are Clark and Al Arbor. Those are the two names that just you know, kept coming through and, and, and such respect for the two of them from their fellow teammates and from you know, Al, Al's players. When I was a kid, I mean, I grew up a Habs and Blues fan, but I, I, I loved... I love the Islanders. I love the Rangers. I liked more. It's weird. I was a hockey guy. I liked. I could find someone I liked in every team, and it's probably what I'm doing. What I'm doing. Uh, even the hated Bruins. I I loved half the team. Uh, but what what I remember growing up in the mid '70s is um, I had two guys in the Islanders I loved. Just in, into the late '70s, into the dynasty. There's two guys. Tell me where they fit, and did you talk to both of them too? Uh, everyone knows Mike Bossy. I know that. I was a, on the ice, I used to try to be Brian Trotche. My friend was Mike Bossy. He had the better shot. Uh, by the way, nobody was signing us. Uh, that's all you need to know. But the guy I really loved was Dennis Potvin. And I've dealt with him a lot of times when we did the morning show 10 years ago. And, and uh, he's a great guy to talk to. He'll always talk stories. Did you talk to both those gentlemen? And I, I spoke, spoke to all three, Bossy, Trotier, and Potvin. Oh, okay, you got them all, you got them all. See, you say Trottier. That's funny because we say Trotche up here. We're like, what's this Trottier stuff? What are you Americans going on about? It's Trotche. It rolls off the tongue. Um, my, okay, then let me ask you this question then, uh, Mr. Mark. Who's the ultimate Islander from that team? Who is the ultimate if you had to pick one guy from those Stanley Cup teams? I'm going to go off the grid here. I'm going to go with Billy Smith. No, I thought you might say that. Yeah, yeah. I just think he set such a tone and he yeah. owned that crease. No one was coming through and, and the players were afraid of him. You know, when you talk to these players and guys that attended training camp and just <laughs> his intensity, um, I kind of think he really is, it's hard to say that he's underrated, but I really think he doesn't get enough credit because of the three we just mentioned. Yeah, yeah. I'd have to go with Billy Smith, actually. Did you talk to him? No, I, it's you know there were um, three guys that I tried to get. Uh, one was Billy Smith, one was Ziggy Palfi, and one was uh, Pat Lafontaine. And unfortunately, I didn't get them in time for deadline. 
Um, but there's all, there's, you know, listen, 30 players, there's a lot more players. No, it's pretty good. No, 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 no. It doesn't, it, it's good. Smith doesn't do a lot of interviews. We've tried. We try with people yeah. who we know who put in a good word for us, too. And he's, nah, I'm not interested. Ah, okay, I respect that. That's fine. Uh, final question for you before we pump the book. Describe, you've done a Ranger book. You've now done an Islander book. Describe to me the difference in the fan bases. Oh, <laughs> I'm just going to lose sales here. Because, all right, uh, okay, okay. You, you could say nice things. <laughs> no, I'm going to say nice things. I'm going to say nice things. But uh, truth be told, I grew up a Ranger fan. I right. was a hockey fan before the Islanders came into it. Sure. I never jumped ship. Uh, it would have been easy to jump ship during four Stanley Cup you know, <laughs> wins by the Islanders. But you admired that so, team, of course. You had to admire them. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. you know what? This year, I have covered the Rangers for 19 years. This year, I'm covering the Islanders. And um, it's kind of full circle because uh, the first locker room I actually went into with the Islanders. Um, is there a difference in the fan base? It's hard to say. I, I think the Islander fan base, it's funny, in going to UBS and seeing every single game now, there's a, a big time like soccer feel. Um, the songs that the, the fans sing, uh, they're definitely into it. Um, but I will say this, um, you know, I guess they had huge expectations. The arena, the be- arena is beautiful. And you know, they're, they're not having a great season this year. And the fans are kind of turning on them, um, which I was surprised at. I, I didn't think the Islander fans were like that. The Ranger yeah. fans are more ship to ship. They'll, they'll dump on a team. You know, right, right, right. For a goal. Um, but I was kind of surprised. I, I thought, you know, because of the way they treated the barn at the end and how passionate they were, I, I thought they could, listen, you know, team started 13 games on the road, COVID hit, a lot of factors going into why they are where they are right now. Um, but you know what, hockey fans are hockey fans. They, they live and die with their team. So oh, they do. I, I wouldn't say there's a huge difference. No, and I'm with you. No, okay, we got to run. We're up against the time. This was great, Mark. Let's do this again. So the book's called You Never Forget Your First, a collection of New York Islanders first. Amazon has it. Start there, folks. Mark Rosenman, R-O-S-E-N-M-A-N, and Howie Carpin, K-A-R-P-I-N. Mark, contact me again. I love talking books. You got it. Thanks so much for having me on. Have a great day, guys. This is Under Review.